one massive tip. You're not gonna find a land plot that will gain you money, that will make you money on a website. Buying a small hotel, in my opinion and experience, is no different to opening that, that window and throwing your money out. Well. Welcome back to another episode of Straight Talk. Uh, in this episode, we're in Istanbul office of property, Turkey, with Cameron Degen. As always. And as always, <laughs> not as always. No, uh, we have had a few episodes um, yeah. from Antalya, Bodrum and stuff, but yeah. generally we're here. Yeah, that's right. correct. And this episode is actually a rather interesting episode. Well, I mean, I keep on saying this for <laughs> all the episodes, but uh, I, I truly believe that this episode will add a lot of value to... Uh, our audience. Well, basically, Cameron, we'll be talking about investment types, real estate investment types. Uh, we'll be talking about what type of any what type of investment is right for what type of a buyer. What segment? Rather. What segment? What yeah. segment of real estate market? Yeah. you should be getting into. Correct. So I will be initially dividing this into four categories. The category number one is residential. I know you wrote buy it. Buy to let. It to me. Exactly. Yeah. There. Yeah, I've got it all here. The number two is small hotels. Number three is commercial, and number four is land. Okay. So let's start with the first one, which is buy to let apartments. Don't let the terminology scare you. Uh, when we say buy to let, we basically mean residential homes that you buy them and you rent them out with a view uh, to you know generating income. Now, who is this type of an investment right in Istanbul? Who should go for? What are the pros and what are the cons? Okay, first of all, um, to kind of underline one thing, we're not we're not in this episode. We're not talking about coming to Turkey and buying a home because when you come here to buy a home then it's a personal preference that's a area type of property, uh, design or whatever so we're not talking about home buyers we're talking about investing purely for a return yeah and residential buy to lets are basically properties whether they are apartments or houses that you are investing in purely to generate an ongoing income, such as rental income. Yeah. Now, what? Well, who is this right for? Basically, I'd say, for everyone. I'd say for a vast majority of our clients, this is actually the right segment. Why? Because vast majority of our clients do not live in Turkey. Yeah. They their investments, for as far as they're concerned are remote investments. They live in their home countries and they invest in Turkey. So if you are managing this remotely, then I would say that for, for, for a great majority of the clients, buy-to-let residential properties are the safest investments to get into because they require the least amount of effort, effort on your part. I just want to get in here and I want to divide this residential investment further into two other sections. The first one is long-term rentals. The other one is short-term rentals such as the, the Airbnb type of things. Who is, I mean, we kind of understand okay. who would go for a long-term uh, okay. rental, okay. but um, for these Airbnb type of smaller, you know, 
um, you know, short-term investments. Who is this for? Okay, especially with the popularity of Airbnb prior to the COVID, Airbnb is not that popular now. In it's fact, the company itself now. came yeah. under a lot of stress, financial stress during COVID. This whole concept of short-term city lets, Airbnb style, became extremely popular. So popular that clients would call in and they would literally say, oh, I want to buy an apartment to let out with Airbnb. Now, on paper, this sounds extremely good. But I can tell you from personal experience that if you're buying one or two properties, Airbnb type short-term lettings in the long run is a false economy. And i tell you why. When you look at it, sort of, you'd be looking at, you rent out a property on a short-term basis, like a week or two weeks as a minimum, because by law in Turkey, you can't rent properties on a daily basis, not even, in fact, on a weekly basis in Turkey. You need to, you need to let out minimum a month in Turkey by law. Having said that, it still happens. Law is one thing, reality is another. But... If you have, say, one or two properties and you employ a company, and you have to because you don't live here, you're not going to be hands-on yourself, you employ a company, an agent, to manage your AMBMB-style short-term lettings. When you look on paper, it seems like each month you'd be getting a much bigger amount of income than had you rented the property out long-term. But Airbnb means wear and tear. Airbnb means an increased amount of expenditure on your management uh, on your management and maintenance of the property. So in the long run, really, it kind of evens out whether you do Airbnb or long-term rents. How about this? What if um, our client comes to Turkey, buys around five apartments in very good locations in Istanbul, which are prime Airbnb locations, and he himself wants to administer these properties, wouldn't that make him a good profit then on? It could do, yes. It could do. So if you're buying multiple units, multiple units, so a sizable investment, in order to operate short-term lettings, and if you geared up for this, then economies of scale will kick in, and you may very well return a few percentage points higher in the final analysis. However, if that's not the case, stick to long-term lettings supported by a proper tenancy contract. Why? The tenant will pay all the management fees, the IDAT. Correct. The tenant will look after the property because for that tenant, it's a home. People will look after their homes. Correct. But if it's an Airbnb style place... You have to look after the home. Well, you have to look after the home. You pay the IDAT. You pay all the management fees. And also, the wear and tear is going to be significantly higher because people staying in your property for a week or two, they're not going to see that as their home. So they're not going to care about it so much. So each time you have a changeover, believe me, there'll be things broken. There'll be things missing, so you have to replace them. You have to touch up the property slightly. All these little costs over a period of a year, they add up. So this is why I said it's a false economy. But if you are managing a larger portfolio and you have established a dedicated team 
or one or two people to oversee your portfolio because it's sizable enough to warrant you having a dedicated team, then indeed, this could be a good idea. In other words, short-term lettings. Other than that, if you're buying one or two properties, go for long-term lettings. Okay, now, talking about the rentals and you know the rental income, the short-terms and long-terms and etc., um, this is what people with a view to you know generating income out of properties go for and the same type of people intend to go for smaller or boutique properties uh, boutique apartments uh, i'm sorry not boutique properties same type of people tend to go for boutique hotels small hotels with a budget of one to you know up to five million dollars and etc and this is our second investment type. Who is this for? When does it work? What are small the pros hotels. and what are the cons? Small hotels. Yeah, small okay. hotels. All right. Okay. Um, we do get a lot of inquiries for that. A lot. At least three for a day. And the average, average projected spend for a small hotel in Istanbul is between $800,000 to $1.3 million. That tends to be the average spend. Yeah. Now, Istanbul is a city where a decent luxury apartment in Nishantashi, in Bebek, in Etila, in Ulus, will cost you at least one, $1.2 million. So when, you know, a nice, decent luxury apartment in a prime location will cost you a million, then that doesn't say much about what kind of a hotel you're going to be getting for that million. That's correct. Almost all of those are what we call backpacker-style hotels. Hostels. Well, they are very, very low-grade, starless. They are hostels. They are hostels. And you'd be constantly dealing with the undesirables. You'd be constantly dealing with the type of clientele that really and truly you don't want to be dealing with. And also, um, a small hotel investment has to be owner-managed to make profits. Yeah. If you are looking, at, looking for a passive investment portfolio whereby you will part your money and you wish to generate strong, stable income remotely because you and your family are not involved in the day-to-day -day running of it, hands-on, pretty hands-on, then buying a small hotel, in my opinion and experience, is no different to opening that, that window and throwing your money out. Wow. Seriously, Aladdin. I've seen so many people do it over the past 20 years. So many. Because let's face it, it's a romantic idea. You're coming to Istanbul, or you're going down to Fethiye, you're going yeah. to Bodrum, you're buying this hotel, and what you think you're going to do is you think you're going to get some sort of professional management company that will come and oversee this hotel, and Turkey, Istanbul is a, 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 a massive tourist destination, so your logic tells you that, hey, this should be profitable. The reality is always very, very different. What would you have these people to do other than that? 
people who got, I don't know, $1 million budget looking for small hotels. What would be your advice to them? Well, unless they're going to be managing it themselves and they know very well what they're doing, then I would advise them to just buy um, residential buy-to-lets instead of spending a million dollars or two million dollars in buying a so-called hotel um, I would advise them to buy 10 15 freehold apartments in good locations that they'll be able to rent with no headaches completely passive income yeah as I said long-term lettings they'll generate five percent six percent and and They'll you have don't have a portfolio. to worry about the occupancy rates. or. The you don't have to worry about running a hotel. You don't have to worry about running a business, which at best in a foreign country is quite a challenging task. You know, So you have a portfolio that is easy to rent out, will appreciate in value, and when you come to sell to realize your profit, rather than trying, trying to flog a hotel, you've got 10, 15 different keys to sell. Easier exit strategy. Talking about the hotels, I mean, hotels are a bit like, uh, you know, the business side of the things and it falls under the commercial category. And while we're talking about that, let's focus on the commercial investments and let, let's call this the type three uh, type commercial. of Commercial. Road front shops, offices, maybe warehouses, etc., etc. What sort of a potential is there for this type of an investment commercial. in Istanbul? Commercial. And who is this for? Commercial investments, commercial properties, just like residential buy-to-lets, could very well be um, remotely managed and could generate very handsome passive income. No problem there. You don't need to be hands-on because you're letting it out after all. Instead of letting out residential property, you're letting out commercial property. My only advice for people eyeing up commercial properties is this. Go big or go home. Go big or go home. Go big or go home. Do not come to Istanbul with a budget of $250,000 looking for a commercial property. Yes. Oh yes, there'll be a lot of agents who will be more than willing to sell you some, but three years, five years down the line, you are likely to be able to find hardly any tenants to rent them out for you. Why? Online business is taking over. Yes. We, we have done an episode on we this. We did. Online business in Turkey is growing rapidly. Rapidly. Um, the COVID situation certainly accelerated the growth of online business. So a lot of the independent retail outlets that you find in secondary streets, not the high streets, because on a high street, you're not going to buy anything for 250 Yes. Um, independent retail shops, point of sale, outlets, um, they are and they will more so in years to come, come under massive competition from online business. Yes. So they will find it very difficult to survive. They will. It's coming. The wave is so coming. I mean, th th this expression tells me that, you know, don't even look at offices. Offices, the return on investment in offices is less then residential property. I wouldn't look at office space anyway. Um, unless it's a very special, very dedicated establishment um, with amazing facilities, sort of tailored for a particular 
segment such as Istanbul Finance Center there yes. are some offices there and I think those offices will do very well because of Istanbul Finance Center yeah. but other than that um, I don't really see offices as preferential over or, or as preferred investment over residential and for commercial again play big or go home okay now the the last section is land land okay um there are people you know who are land bankers and and you know land has recently you know a growing demand especially in istanbul uh, but generally, uh, when we take a look at our clientele, rather than the investment part of it, um, the way they go about buying land is that, you know, to buy a land and build something on it and, you know, you use the land, you, you utilize the land. Do you think land is a good investment in Istanbul? If it is so, who is it for? First of all, um, land is a longer term investment. Yeah. If you have the patience and stamina to park your money for the long haul, land is, land is always a good investment. Seven to ten years? Possibly. Possibly. But certainly um, not one or two years, not three years. Um, it's something that is not likely to generate any income yeah. in, the, in, in the meantime. So it's, it's for the investor who is okay to park money without receiving any ongoing income and hoping and waiting for the windfall in six, seven, ten years down the line. Um, and again, same as commercial, same as commercial, land game is play big or, or go home. It's very similar to commercial. Now, um, why that's the case? You're a foreign investor. You're a foreign investor. In Turkey, there are people, investors, Turkish investors, whose only job is to land bank. Yeah. And these guys, they're connected at the right levels. And they, they, they go into land investment in, grander, in, in grand scale. But these guys, they know what they're doing. Because the land that they would buy, they know that three years, four years down the line, there's going to be a motorway going through it. They know that there's going to be some sort of an infrastructure development, a prominent infrastructure development happening in the area. In other words, they're in the know. In other words, they're tipped off. Yes. Now, very few foreign investors are in that position because very few agents in the market have that knowledge. Correct. So... They're not going to get to that level of knowledge because before they can get to that level of knowledge and they can grab a chunk of land that will give them a windfall gain in the medium to long term, thousands and thousands of Turkish investors would have grabbed those land. Well, in my opinion, the best use for land is buying something and building your home on it. Is that going to be an investment? Yes, it will be. Why? Be. Because, okay, first of all, um, you buy a comparable home uh, to the one that you're about to build, you'll be paying an extra, you know, 20 to 30% for the contractor, for somebody who has already built it, you know, and put it on the market. If you buy a land and build your own home in it, 
you'll be saving good money there to begin with. Plus, you're going to have your property as it is. Obviously, it's not going to give you, you know, major returns and etc. Because these lands that we're talking about are generally located in the outskirts of Istanbul. But you'll be saving something. So in my opinion, the best way to go about buying land in Istanbul, buy something, build a house, live in it. Or determine the area that you wish to buy, of course, having studied and reviewed the market, and rather than buying a small parcel, which is not going to have any significance for any returns, you know, go in, buy a big plot of land, Yeah. but again, you need to have deep pockets for that. Again, play big or go home. Buy a big plot of land. When EMAR, in other words, zoning goes through, yeah. basically you're buying pre-EMAR, pre-zoning. Okay, That means there's no planning permission there. You can't build anything. But if you know how to study the municipality records, and of course, if you have a bit of an insider information, you know what parts and what areas and what townships and what villages and what segments of those will come up for planning over the next five to six years. Because this information is known. It's color-coded, actually, on the municipality maps. So you can go in and buy a good chunk of land, and when EMAR goes through, it could be three years, it could be six years, it could be ten years. Yes. Okay? Again, there's a question mark there, but you're a land investor. A land investor is someone who's prepared to take that gamble. What you do is you parcel it off, and you sell small parcels. Now, you can make a killing that. For example, Bodrum. The average land price in Bodrum in the last five years have gone up more than twice. The average land value in Bodrum, in dollar terms, not in Turkish dollar terms, has doubled in the last five years. So if you were a savvy investor five years ago and you invested in some strategic land plots and in Bodrum, yeah. you'd be laughing all the way to the bank today. Right now, Yalukavak, you remember we met uh, one of our of clients course. over there. Of course. We visited his home yes. and he basically said, look, there's going to be a second marina over here and the land prices here are going to double. And a lot of people are land banking in Yalukavak right now. But there are still you know, opportunities and still plots of lands there because the entry level is kind of high. Exactly. So, you know, land needs expertise. Correct. You're not going to find a land plot. There's one massive tip. You're not going to find a land plot that will gain you money, that will make you money on a website. Okay. Thank you very much uh, for this amazing episode. Fantastic. Is there any other thing that you want to add? I think we have covered uh, four major investment times, residential, commercial, uh, we touched on small hotels and we have also touched on the land. Now, thank you very much for watching. If you have any questions, please comment them down below. I'll read them. And also, if you have any more specific questions or your inquiries with this WhatsApp number, you can reach us. Thank you very much for watching. Thanks See you in the next one.